Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. David King was a recent guest on our Sound of Truth Weekly interview, and I invited him to come join us for a Bible Chat. He has graciously agreed to do that. David, welcome to Bible Chat here on Sound of Truth. Thanks for having me back, Brett. David is the author of a book titled, Your Old Testament Sermon Needs to Get Saved. Excellent book for preachers out there, but we're going to talk about a passage from the Old Testament. So I I shared with you that that's an area of his expertise. And in fact, if you're listening to our weekly interviews, you're going to be hearing, or perhaps you've already listened to them, a couple episodes where David talks about how to encounter Christ in the Old Testament. So this is really exciting that he's going to join us on this podcast as we chat about an Old Testament text. We're going to go to the 31st chapter of the book of Jeremiah, and he's going to show us a little bit of what he sees there in terms of Christ being in that chapter. David, what do you see in Jeremiah 31 in terms of Christ in the Old Testament here? Well, Brett, this is a pretty well-known passage about the promise of a new covenant. And if the listeners are familiar with the Old Testament at all, then one of the things that they're going to be familiar with is the fact that the storyline of redemption kind of unfolds along covenant. You know, God enters into a covenant with Abraham, and then later with Israel, and then with David to set a man on David's throne forever. So, you know, covenants are just really basically God's relational commitment to bring about redemption. And here we have in Jeremiah the promise of a new covenant that God is going to make. And this is pretty significant for what's going to happen when Jesus comes on the scene. So why don't we read it, and then however you want to talk about this text, we'll dive in. Okay. What verses did you have in mind from Jeremiah 31? And I'll just go ahead and read it for our listeners from the the old NIV, the 1984 edition of the New International Uh, I love that version. Yeah. So read verses 31 to 34. Jeremiah 31, verses 31 to 34. Okay. That's exactly where I had it opened. So outstanding. All right. Here it is. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. So David, a couple things jumped out about this. I'd like to just kind of get your opinion on this. First of all, I kind of noticed in verse 31 that he referenced both the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And my understanding is Jeremiah was a prophet to Judah primarily, the southern kingdom. But in God's eyes, both of the kingdoms were his people. Yes, that's right. Um, They had divided after Solomon died and his son took over and They split into a northern kingdom, Israel, and a southern kingdom, Judah. And here, Jeremiah is envisioning God doing a work among both of those groups of God's people in the future. Okay, so then in verse 32, he says, It will not not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers. And you already listed some of the the previous covenants. I think, well, I'll I'll go ahead and and mention a few of them that come to my mind. The Noahic covenant, I believe, is in Genesis chapter 9. Then you have the 
Abrahamic covenant in Genesis chapter 12. Uh, then in Exodus and through the Pentateuch, you have the Mosaic covenant, which I think is the one that he's making reference here to because of his reference to uh, taking them by the hand and leading them out of Egypt. Would that be a, a proper assumption that he's referring here to the Mosaic covenant? Yes, I think that's exactly the covenant he's referring to right here, what we would call the old covenant for the Mosaic covenant. Okay. So he says they broke that covenant, that is God's people broke the Mosaic covenant, even though that he was a even though God says and describes himself as a husband to them. There's there might be a little bit of, of perhaps shall we say a shadow like you were teaching in how to find Christ in the Old Testament. When I think about the bride of yeah. Christ in the New Testament. Yeah. That's right, and I've not given that a whole lot of thought, but there it is. It's the imagery of husband with God's people as the bride. You know, that runs all throughout the Old Testament, and especially we see that in the prophets, like Jeremiah right here. All right, so then in verses 33 and 34, we have this description of this new covenant. So how, how am I seeing Jesus in this, uh, David? Well, when Jesus comes on the scene, and it's the Passover meal, you know, the weekend that he's going to be crucified, it's on that last Passover before Jesus' crucifixion, that, you know, he's breaking bread with his disciples in the upper room, and they're eating the Passover meal together. And he tells them, when he takes the cup and gives thanks, that this is what he's doing is a sign of the new covenant. Luke chapter 22, verses 19 and 20, it says, He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So mm-hmm. here we have Jesus indicating that what Jeremiah prophesied is coming to fulfillment in his blood. The fact that he's about to die on the cross for sinners and rise from the dead. This is going to be you know, the beginning of a new way that God is relating to his people. And it's a better way than what they had under the old covenant, because Mm. it's going to be, you know, the internalized work of the Spirit, you know, the law written within us on our hearts and no longer needing anybody to teach us, which doesn't mean the church doesn't need teachers. God has gifted the church with teachers, but this means that from within, you know, people who come to know the Lord are going to have the work of the Spirit in such a way that they, they know Him. It's not just all externalized where people are having to say, do this or do that, or this is what God says. No, there's now this this reality imprinted on our hearts that there is a God and I belong to him and I want to honor and glorify him with my life. Now, this is the new covenant reality that has come to pass with Jesus' death. It's beautiful. Wonderful explanation, David. So looking at this passage as a whole and thinking about Christ being the fulfillment of this passage, what would you say to summarize, David? Uh, I would say one thing, you know, that the Christian reading this is praise God for Jesus Christ who brings about this new covenant in his blood. You know, Jesus sacrificed himself so that we could know God in this new and better way. So praise God for Jesus. And then the other thing is just be encouraged that those times when you feel like you've got to keep pressing on, you've got to hold fast to the faith, you've got to keep moving forward to honor God, even when times are hard, that's the work of the new covenant reality in you. That's the work of God's Spirit through Jesus Christ, who has made you a new creation and given you a new heart. And that should encourage us you know, that the Lord is working on us, not just from the outside in, but from the inside out. That's the new covenant. Amen. So thankful. 
So much to be thankful for in Christ. Thank you, David. Appreciate you coming on this Bible chat. It's been a joy. Glad to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett Amorani, 2023.